Welcome back to another episode of The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. I'm Monty, and James is currently in Indiana, so this will be the first solo episode I've ever done with The Spin Room. And if I'm being honest, that's sort of nerve-wracking to me because James and I bounce opinions off each other that oftentimes do not match, and that's what keeps me going in discussion. With that said, we'll be doing something new on this episode beyond the fact of James not being here. I'll be talking to you about some of my favorite albums so far from 2018 and give you a rundown of what you should check out from this year. I'll also be talking about the albums that I am personally hyped for that are coming out this year, which you should also check out and keep on your calendars and listen to when they come out. We'll also have a short review of MGMT's new album, Little Dark Age, which came out today as of recording. With that said, let's get right into the latest music news. First off, MGMT released their new album, Little Dark Age, today which, once this is edited, would have been on the 9th of February. I'll go over my thoughts later in the episode about MGMT, but just know that this album is incredibly great and a surprise for MGMT. Kendrick Lamar released his soundtrack of his movie Black Panther today as well. The album is really a collab between SZA, who released an album last year, The Weeknd, and Kendrick Lamar himself. Stephen Malkmus of Pavement, my favorite band, and his solo band Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks, released a new song called Middle America today and announced a tour. This is their first single since 2014, and there might be a new alb- album in the works because they also are going on tour, like I said. Normally, this is how things work. Bands will announce their tour, bands will go on tour, bands will release singles, and then they'll drop an album. I'm very hyped for this album, whatever it's going to be called. Stephen Malkmus, as I said, is one of my favorite musicians of all time, and Pavement as a band, I believe, has some of the best bodies of work of the 90s, and if you haven't checked them out, check them out. Justin Timberlake also performed at the Super Bowl this past week and released his new album last Friday called Man of the Woods. It was not good. If you've listened to any of the singles off this album, they are abhorrently bad. He's trying to somehow bridge a gap between pop, or radio stereotypical pop, and country, which country artists are already doing and making just terrible albums and music from that. Have you ever heard of bro country before? Not good. It's not even country anymore. But he proves why this country revival that I'm going to talk about later in the show Um, from people like Sturgill Simpson, is actually a movement that's important because country has become sort of a joke. Now, obviously, Justin Timberlake's new album, Man of the Woods, is not entirely based on country. It's a pop album. It's pretty run-of-the-mill for JT, but it is not good JT, and JT has released some really good material recently, so this is a bit of a letdown. With that said, I'd like to turn the focus to albums I'm hyped for this year. These albums have been announced, um, or not announced in some cases, And I'm really excited to hear them, and I hope to hear them soon. The first album is Titus Andronicus' new album, A Productive Cough. So for those who don't know, Titus Andronicus is one of the most creative and interesting punk bands of the past decade. They really have an aesthetic to them that I enjoy and find very interesting and unique within the scene. Oftentimes these bands don't have set aesthetics, merely they're going for a certain image that's punk and emo. Titus Andronicus throws this out the window, and they go for a historical perspective, at least on their first album, The Monitor, which was released at the start of this decade, which is a progressive punk and folk punk album about the ship The Monitor in the Civil War. It's such an interesting theme, and their last album, A Most Lamentable Tragedy, was a very long rock opera, so this is a band that's indebted to making really progressive, really long, and really concept albums in a scene that really does not do that 
It's going to be released on March 2nd via one of my favorite record labels, Merge. Very uh, great artists are signed to Merge. Land Shop is signed to Merge. Super Chunk is signed to Merge. A lot of the Chapel Hill bands from the 90s are signed to Merge, and they've just had consistently fantastic material. Neutral Milk Hotel is, was also released on Merge, and Indie Aeroplane Over the Sea turns 20 in a few days, so I'm very excited for that. One of my favorite albums of all time in an indie classic. Mount Erie Only Now. So this sort of was interesting. I totally was not expecting another album from Mount Erie right after the release of A Crow Looked at Me last year, which sort of put Mount Erie on the map. Mount Erie's been known to deep-level indie fans for quite some time, but it's been a very experimental project for Phil Everham, for Phil Everham, for the most part. The reason why I say that is when the microphones, which have gained a lot of attention similar to Neutral Milk Hotel for being innovative folk music or indie folk music. When they broke up, Phil recorded a self-titled album called Mount Erie that was just really, really sparse and really depressive and had a lot of conceptual drums on it, not really accessible to a wider audience. Now, when A Crow looked at me, you'd think that that album, because of how sad it was with his wife dying and that being the concept of the album, that that would not be accessible to the general public either. But it sort of blew up last year in the critical scene. Danny Brown plugged it. And, you know, Mount Erie is now getting a lot of attention. So this album is hype for me because I'm interested in seeing how Phil bounces off this really depressive episode of his wife dying of cancer or if he moves into a more positive direction like a rainbow coming out after a storm. Um, it come, not only now comes out March 16th via Phil's own label. So that's going to be very exciting. Preoccupations, new material. The band, once known as Viet Cong, which changed their name back in 2016, currently operates in a similar vein of Proto Martyr, the Detroit-based post-punk band that I really enjoy for how visceral they are. They're one of my favorite bands in the musical landscape. They are really known, just like Proto Martyr, for their dark post-punch tinged with an industrial feeling, which isn't like Proto Martyr. This will be their first album since 2016's self-titled Preoccupations. Their first first album, their debut, was a self-titled called Viet Cong. So really, this is their first non-self-titled album. I'm excited to see what comes out with their sound. I really didn't enjoy Preoccupation self-titled. New material comes out March 23rd via Jag Joe Jawar. Terrible at pronouncing that record. They always have been. Other things I'm looking forward to this year. My Bloody Valentine, the pitimal, the pinnacle, rather, shoegaze band from the 90s is releasing their first material since I believe 2008. I might be wrong on that. That's just off the top of my head. I don't have notes on it. My Bloody Valentine is one of my favorite bands of all time. Loveless is the definite shoegaze album. Shoegaze, for those who don't know, is washed out guitars. It's very similar to Cigarettes After Sex, which is a more contemporary band that's dream pop. But picture that, but with stronger guitar presence. New Gaze has been a pretty popular movement recently in the indie scene. A lot of bands have been using these, you know, pedal washed out effects of guitars. And MBV has always been an influence to each and every single one of them. I'm excited to see that album come out, considering that we had a Slow Dive album come out last year. And Slow Dive was another massive band in that scene. And that album was quite good as well. So we'll be seeing if that those come out, and I'm very excited for that. I'm excited for Super Chunk's new album. Super Chunk, again, a Chapel Hill band signed to Merge. The lead singer of that band actually founded the record label Merge. That comes out sometime in March as well. I'm excited for that. And I'm very excited to see if Radiohead drops new material this year. My gut tells me that they won't, but I'm really hoping in the back of my head that they do. 
So albums that are already out that you should check out. We covered it already, and the episode is coming up, but it's not out yet due to editing issues. But check out Jeff Rosenstock's new album, Post. It came out about a month ago, and it's truly an interesting and progressive indie power pop and punk album that uses its time wisely. It's also one of the best protest albums to come out of the Trump era. A lot of protest albums have just been not good. Check out Lubby Sparks' new self-titled album or their first debut self-titled album. They're a Japanese shoegaze band that's taking the aesthetic of Always and really moving in a slow dive direction. If that doesn't mean anything to you, Always is an indie pop group that's really um, saccharide, so sugary. And Slow Dive is a really atmospheric shoegaze band that really draws their sound out and has female vocals. It's very melodic and it's wonderful. Here's a sample of their song Sparks off their new album, Lubby Sparks. That, of course, was Lubby Sparks' new song, Sparks, off their new and debut self-titled album. Again, they are a Japanese shoegaze band. A lot of great things happening in the Japanese music scene right now that you need to check out. Rai's new album, Blood, is unexpectedly great. Their song, Stay Safe, is an exceptionally 80s-tinged sophisti pop that's so textured in a beautiful way you need to check this album out if you need something to dance to in a nonchalant way or a sort of depressive way if that makes any sense also check out anderson east's new southern soul album encore it really shows why this country revival that's going on right now outside the confines of pop country is needed and worth the hype this is a consistently solid album a consistently interesting album it feels like otis redding but in a contemporary sense, and that's a high mark to hit, very high mark to hit, considering Otis Redding is such a good musician. Moving forward, we have Shopping the Official Body, which is a great album if you like dance punk and post-punk that's jittery. So obviously something you're going to be dancing to, but not at a party. It's not like party music or anything. If you listen to Gorilla Toss last year, which is a band that's been plugged exceptionally online recently for how jittery and how B-52X they are shopping the official body is a great album for that it's much more of a dark and politically charged album check it out shame songs of praise is a poppier more upbeat version of swans this is the next album sorry to make that transition so fast but songs of praise is a much poppier and upbeat version of the band swans during their early 90s if that means anything to you again if it doesn't songs of praise by shame is a very dark dark lyrically very dark stylistically album that has dissonant guitars and it's a wonderful um the best part about it is i think the lyrical content this is a debut album for shame uh it will be very interesting to see what they're going for as they continue forward also if you need something to study to if you need a new intoxicating ambient album which we oftentimes don't review here because it's really hard to review ambient music on a show that's so opinionated towards pop music if that makes any sense or indie pop and indie rock really nobody sits down and says hey 
Here's a new single from an ambient album, but I'm going to plug Make Me Know You Sweet by Pendant. It's a fantastic and hypnotic album. If you need something to blend into the background when you read, when you're trying to sleep, but really is still solid material to be putting into your two ears, you need to check this album out now. It's absolutely fantastic. 65 minutes long, which is a bit of a long stretch for an album, but for ambient, it makes sense. The songs are allowed to flourish and develop over time. They loop around. Really happy to see this released for Pendant's first album, although as an individual, he's released other ambient projects on other on other forms and other names for bands. With that said, let's now move into the review of Little Dark Age by MGMT. MGMT, for backstory, this past decade has become one of the most recognizable psychedelic and indie pop bands in general. Electric Feel and Kids have become recognizable staples of indie that really defined, for me at least, the start of the streaming age of Pandora and Spotify. I remember being in 8th grade and people were obsessed with the song Kids and people were obsessed with the song Electric Feel and they were being put on every single playlist out there. Really, these songs had come to define the past decade, so since 2008 when their first album, Oracle Spectacular, came out. MGMT truly have been an important band, along the lines of Animal Collective, but they're more accessible than Animal Collective. MGMT's last album, though, came out in 2013, so at the relative start of this decade, and it was a self-titled. It seemed they had left the musical landscape past then. Their self-titled album was not very good. It didn't get really great critical reviews. It felt like they were becoming a passive and transient band that just was trying to drop singles to get attention at that point. The hype around kids and the hype around electric feel had sort of died out. The band was somewhat known as a one-hit wonder at that point. Their songs were being confined to commercials in the same way that many of the other bands during this time are. The songs in Little Dark Age are much, much different, though, than what you'd expect from the MGMT that released Electric Feel and Kids. They're very... The difference is stark, considering the band was going in such a different direction at the start of 2013 and before this album. I've seen this album called The Flower Boy Story. Tyler, the creator, released his album Flower Boy over the summer last year. And Tyler, the creator, was known for being one of the most immature rappers in the rap scene, sort of confined to this definition that's a joke of meme rap. And he released a very serious project that turned out to be incredibly good, to me at least. And I believe that Little Dark Age is somewhat that version of MGMT's discography, and here's why. The songs in Little Dark Age are different than what they were doing before, as I said, but they're indebted to various 80s scenes. Cold Wave, which is a much more rhythmic and depressive genre of synth pop. The Pet Shop Boys synth pop is also on there. They don't just stay confined to the cold. There's various aerial pink Simps Ariel Pink actually comes on this album. We reviewed his album dedicated to Body Jameson last season. And there's just so much texture. There's so many details. There is such a great aesthetic surrounding Little Dark Age that really make it such an interesting listen. And it never stops either. Throughout this entire album, you have, I believe, three transitions. At the start, you have the more poppy songs that people are acquainted to with MGMT. In the middle, you have the much more Ariel Pink influence section that I think some of the best songs, better than Ariel Pink, 
are on this album. And then at the end, there's a weird electronic experimental section of about two songs, and then they go out on two ballads, or synth-pop ballads that are wonderful to listen to. So starting off, Little Dark Age proves, first and foremost, that MGMT are great musicians. They're not just singles artists. It's accessible, it's experimental, and this is just a great line to tread behind because a lot of the greatest bands in history have been able to do this. OK Computer is accessible, but also great. Little Dark Age starts off on a high note with the opening song, She Works Out Too Much. It is an 80s workout video sample in the background, and it really develops the song in such a good way. It's rhythmic, atmospheric, and here we are going to play a sample of She Works Out Too Much. That was She Works Out Too Much by MGMT off their new album, Little Dark Age, and you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale on 101.7 FM. Moving forward, the song Little Dark Age, the title song of the album, brings that coldness element that I was talking about earlier with the 80s scene Cold Wave back into the mix. It's a dark song indebted by the Cold Wave bands of the 80s. It's a sparse affair in a strong point of the album. The next two songs of the album are my favorite in my personal opinion. When You Die and Me and Michael both bring on a lot of amazing instrumentalization to the album. When You Die has some fantastic guitar backing and synthy strings and harmonious vocals. This is the MGMT that people, again, are acquainted with and know, but it's done in a much more different way in a much more progressive way. The song is an earworm and builds upon itself. It's truly memorable. Check this song out. Me and Michael, on the other hand, feels like a nostalgic tinged wham in Pet Shop Boys tribute made for the modern era, which is interesting considering wham has had sort of a critical revival recently after the passing of George Michael. The simps feel cheesy, but cheesy in a great way, if that makes any sense. So that cheese completely drips off and it's such a beautiful and polished song and it's one of the best psych-hypergonic pop songs I have ever heard on an album. Better than anything Ariel Pink has ever released and that's saying something. T-S-L-A-M-P is another rhythmic song. The chorus over the synth piano arpeggiated and MGMT brings on a Spanish classical guitar over the bridge. It's such a cool effect to this album and really adds those layers of texture that I've been talking about. James, who is not here, and also James is an song on the album <laughs> is an atmospheric song that feels like an aerial pink track to the bare minimum it's a much more nocturnal and laid-back song it's that one of my favorites on the album but it is great and its placement is stellar on the album days that got away is the weakest song on the album and that comes next um because it's mostly instrumental so it's missing a wonderful vocal element that really drives the beginning half of this album forward luckily that's not the that's the only track that does not have uh any vocals on it so we move on to One Thing Left to Try, which is a booming song. It builds itself up in a crescendo, and it really is, I think, a centerpiece of this album. It's not one of the best songs in the album, but it's up there. 
When You're Small and Handed Over are the two synth ballads that really end out this album. They're a great way to close the album. They're interesting. And we're going to play a sample of When You're Small right now. Here's When You're Small by MGMT off their new album, Little Dark Age. You can try, but you can't see eye to eye. Yeah, when you're low, then you're That was When You're Small by MGMT. Fantastic song. Fantastic closing two tracks to close off this album. Overall, MGMT's Little Dark Age is a step above what many artists are attempting to do and create with this synth-based revival. There's been a revival of synths in this decade. Every single band has done something with synths, from Arcade Fire to various emo groups. It really crosses the line. But Little Dark Age brings that together in a way that's intended, not like you're being thrown into it. And MGMT has always used synths, so it's not like this is bad in any way. But MGMT uses them in a different manner. MGMT uses them in a manner that's not passive and danceable. It's still danceable, obviously. But it's not in a sense that this music is extremely textured, is extremely conceptual, and extremely interesting to listen to again and again and again. And I know I've been starting off this year somewhat faster, at least I feel like. I originally gave Jeff Rosenstock's album Post a 9 out of 10. I've since lowered that rating because I feel like upon repeated listens, it really doesn't hold up to what it was. However, Little Dark Age, every single song on here is just solid, except for one, which I believe is the one fluke of the album. MGMT does a great job of bringing everything together into one cohesive element of sonic interest and intrigue concept and you rarely see that with synth based artists today who oftentimes go for more of an aesthetic over a content MGMT has that aesthetic and they also have the content to back that up so overall fantastic album I'm giving this a 9 out of 10 you need to listen to this album right now truly I believe this is a great way to close the decade if MGMT are closing the decade for their last album like this um, I believe it's akin to their In Rainbows, you know, 10 years after OK Computer was released by Radiohead, Radiohead came back with In Rainbows, and it was just another fantastic album in their discography, and MGMT has done the same, more or less, with this song, in this album. Thank you for listening to The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm signing off. James will be back next week. We'll hopefully have our Jeff Rosenstock album up, and hopefully this episode will be up in a reasonable time as well. Thank you as always. Follow us on Facebook. We don't have a Twitter yet, so I can't plug that. Um, thank you for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.